0: Hello.
1: Hey, how you feeling?
0: Hello, everyone. (laughs) Um, I'm feeling good.
1: Feeling better now?
0: Yes, I'm feeling better.
1: That's good. That's good. I'm getting there.
0: Yeah, I wasn't feeling too well, folks.
1: Both of us were pretty. Yeah. (laughs) To be fair, like I was.
0: I think you said beforehand that you were ill, but I, I I just got ill. And I'm one of those people who hasn't um, been ill in a while, or doesn't get ill in forever. And then when they get ill, it's like, Uh no.
1: Yeah, I've not been in work, like, all week. so. Yeah,
0: I had to take a couple of days off, and it felt weird, but I'm rarely ever ill. And it was a tummy bug, and it was horrible, so. But I'm back! I feel... 95% myself.
1: That's good. I can talk... Energy
0: levels are back.
1: Yeah. I can talk again. That's the main thing. I couldn't talk. I had no voice for, like, a good few days. I was, like, squeaky. That's the,
0: that's the main thing, but is that a good thing, though?
1: It's a good thing that I can talk again, yeah, because this podcast would be kind of fucked if we, did a, if we recorded an oh, episode and I couldn't talk.
0: That would be horrible. It would be me... Speaking to myself. Just uh, long, awkward pauses.
1: Yeah, basically, yeah. Because I would just be like... I'd just be a whole squeak. I will cough every now and again because the cough's still there. Which is really annoying. But the main part's gone.
0: Well, this is why I'm doing this week, which I guess benefits. So you don't have to talk as much. True, you talk as good. much as you want, so...
1: Exactly. Go on. What is the case for today?
0: Um. I think you might know this case. I've got a lot of information on it, which is good. Um, I, I um, could find a lot from other sources. Um, but no, I kind of... as I See, this one's, I feel like, the more known case than any of the ones I've done beforehand. So um, I kind of just this time thought, well, why don't we just do the country thing again? We look at countries. So um, if any viewers are listening from this country, then konnichiwa. Um... So yeah, we're doing a case from Japan.
1: Nice.
0: Because um, we've already we've how many we've only done one case from Japan, haven't we?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it, I was I was going through trying to find um, ones from countries maybe we've not done, but I thought why don't we just revisit one that we've not done as much, and I just ended up in Japan, and um, always interested by Japan, and I feel like after we did uh, the case on. Sagawa. Yeah. Um, the Japanese, the way the Japanese people go about or how they operate is just so different to the rest of the world. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
0: I feel like they are way more, like, advanced and their brain just works so differently from the Western world. So I've decided to uh, do a case, or the case, on now... I'm gonna, I will, I preference before we start that a lot of names are obviously Japanese and so my pronunciation is not going to be good. So I've got translate up because the way we say it is going to differentiate, be different, sorry, from how they say it. So the case is, um, is of Shitomo Miyazaki, which is probably how we'd say it in English, but um Miyazaki. Miyazaki, Stomu, Stomu, that's how they say it in Japanese, but we say Sutomu, but Stomu Miyazaki.
1: Okay.
0: Do you know that case? Do you know who this is? I do not. So, it's going to
1: be interesting. Do you know that. this case?
0: No, no. Oh, you don't know this one?
1: Nope.
0: Well, again, there was like a, a lot, there's always, with these cases, there'll be a tiny thing in them that kind of piques my interest, which makes me go, oh, but, um, yeah, there's a part in this which kind of piqued my interest, which I'll um, speak about more. But this kind of is similar to, I guess, the case we just recently covered. But um, I have to do a disclaimer. There's some very horrific things in this one. So you've been warned. So as for the disclaimer, I need to make sure I go over everything exactly about what is in this case.
1: I mean, I've yeah, do you want to do that? I've got it up right now. And Jesus fucking Christ.
0: I mean, I th- I was I mean, if you knew the case, then you could have said some stuff. I was I thought, well, if you know it, you could correct me. But no, um, if you don't, I will just quickly go through the disclaimer. So before you continue on, um, word of warning: this is a case that involves children being murdered—very young children, in fact. Uh, uh, they are young girls. So if you don't like uh, topics of children, being murdered, uh, also molestation, molesting, fondling with corpses is in this case as well. There's also talks of, I guess, violence, uh, assault, uh, we talk about pornography, um, you know, there's like bones, that sort of thing, blood, so if you don't like any of that, um, yeah, I would survive. Uh, strongly advise you do not continue on
1: Probably also add dismemberment and cannibalism
0: in this. Yes, I was getting to that. Yes. Uh there's cannibalism in this. There's also dismemberment, as I mentioned, there's bones, blood. Um uh torture as well. Um, taunting the victims. So if you don't like uh people's families being taunted or that sort of thing, um yeah. And as I always say, if stuff comes up to it, and I don't think I've mentioned it in the disclaimer, then I will say beforehand, so you do not get any out of the blue stuff. But yeah, heavy, heavy topics. Um, Maybe some other niche things, but like I always say, I'm not entirely sure what everyone's going to get triggered by. If you get triggered by something that I didn't mention, I'm sorry, I just went with what's the most gruesome stuff in this case, which I would assume people would get triggered by. But if you get triggered by something else, which... I didn't mention, then I apologise. So, I think we should get into this, shouldn't we? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Yeah, let's go. Do it. (laughs) Rip off the the plaster. Right.
0: So, today's case is on Tsomu Miyazaki. So we are travelling to Japan, the land of the rising sun. So the case is on Tsomu Miyazaki. Who was born on August 21st, 1962, in Tokyo, Japan? But the exact location, which I'm going to say now in the hopes that I don't butcher their pronunciation because I don't like doing that. It's is how we say it in English. It's Kaichi. It's gaichi. It's kaichi Itsukachi okay so it'sukachi or Tokyo in Tokyo Japan I'm trying not to put your stuff I, I'm gonna do Japan some justice because I actually want to learn some Japanese an interesting language but yes he was born um in Itsukachi, Tokyo Japan um he has been nicknamed the otaku murderer or uh, as he called himself the rat man
1: the
0: rat- and um, yeah, his uh, crime spree takes place between the years of 1988 and 1989 in the Saitama Prefecture and and in Tokyo and yes um, he's convicted of stuff Um, and I'll actually I'll tell you his criminal status later on because we have a spoiler uh, well, he's not breathing anymore so, but we'll get which rightly so, because as we will tell, he commits horrific crimes. So, I will say the Japanese justice system, I think they really know what they're doing. So, yes. Um I always have like an intro part here, which kind of really describes what happens, but I feel what's the point in saying that if you're just going to go through it. So, let's get to the early life. So, Tsutomu or Tsomu, Miyazaki was born on the 25th of August, 1962 in Itsukachi Tokyo. He was the eldest son of a wealthy family. He was born premature and had a rare birth defect that caused his hand joints to be fused together, pre- preventing him from being able to bend his wrists upwards. Now, I've not seen photos of this, but that does sound horrible. You can't bend your wrist upwards. That's a birth defect I never know you could get, but um, not a nice one to have, the least. His family operated a regional newspaper company and were well known in Itsukachi, where his grandfather and great grandfather had served on the town council. Due to his parents being busy, he was mainly raised by his grandfather, and an intellectually disabled man the family hired as a nanny. Somu was Ostracized when he attended primary school due to his deformity and consequently kept to himself. Basically, because of his deformity, he was kept away from others. And obviously, that's why he was on his own because he wasn't... I guess they viewed him as not as, like, the normal kids, so he couldn't be with the normal kids, which is horrible. But, um... Mm-hmm. In the third grade, he wrote an essay which went like this. It said, When I grow up, I want to buy a car and go driving. I'll stop at a restaurant and eat some curry rice or something. I might even visit my relatives. More often than not, however, he increasingly blamed his deformed hands for his inability to achieve anything concrete. He began to stay up into the night reading comic books. So he was, you know, as a normal kid getting into comic books, but they're, they're, they're a big thing in uh, Japan uh, and other things which we will go into. He became the first student from his junior high school to pass the entrance exam to Meidai Na- Nakano High School. Meidai Nakano High School. Uh, I think I'm saying that. Oh, fuck it. I probably am saying that right.
1: <laughs> There's going to be so much butchering, but the Japanese language is quite difficult. It's unique and very difficult. To...
0: Meidai Nakano. Meidai Nakano High School. Some of them I'm getting. It's just ones I, I want to make sure I am. He he commuted two hours each way every day for three years, but eventually began to lose interest in his studies. Instead of joining his fellow students, Miyazaki would retreat to a quiet corner to work on another home-drawn comic book. He attended Maidai Nakano High School in Nakano. It was a prestigious high school associated with Maiji University and was a star student until his grades began to drop dramatically. My G University is yeah, one of the no, Japan-
1: uh, uh, I'm sorry, My G University. There's a fucking roadman listening to this going, yes.
0: Uh, yeah. <sighs> what? I'm oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, an English roadman. Oh, and God.
1: in English for anyone who's not from the UK. Um, a roadman, I don't know how the fuck do you describe roadmen.
0: Um,
1: I don't think I can. <laughs> but uh,
0: um, they,
1: um, they are a community of people who have gotten the stereotype of wearing like bubble coats, um, bags that are like underneath the armpit, and they try and be a bit more edgy and a bit more tough. And uh, they always set up and the main thing they tend to say is "my G."
0: Um, so they're probably loving that right now. Yeah, well, Meiji, as it's actually pronounced, which will make the roadman sad now. Meiji University is one of Japan's leading private universities. It has highly selective admissions with an acceptance rate averaging around 15%. Damn, that's quite tough, actually. It is known to be Japan's most popular university with applications exceeding 100k annually, and in 2020 was named the top institute for attractive courses and subjects of study. Japanese people are quite smart, so that's uh, that's tough. 15% acceptance rate. Oof. Um, He was ranked 40 out of 56 in his class and did not receive the customary admission to Meiji University for students of the school. So, instead of studying English and becoming a teacher like he originally intended, he uh, attended a local junior college and studied to become a photography technician. So, he's, uh, he went into your realm doing photography. Well, he wanted to study to do photography. Uh, Miyazaki. Settled for a photo technician's course at a junior college, and after graduation in the spring of 1983, went to work at a printing plant owned by an acquaintance of his father. After three years, during which he uh, saved more than 3 million yen, he moved back to the family home in Tsukachi, where he shared uh, with his elder sister a two-room annex to the main house near his father's printing business. Known around town for his unfailing courtesy, uh, Katsumi Miyazaki, his father, owned the uh, Akiawa Shinbun, Shiban Shibun, Shibun, Shibun Akiawa Shinbun, uh, a major local newspaper in the Tukatu area. So his, his, his dad's a big deal. His dad owns a major local newspaper, which... Um, Oh, well, back then, owning newspapers was probably a big deal because it's the best way of getting media, aside from the telly. I mean, yeah. Although, uh, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, because uh, this is a time when there's no phones, so... And I will preference, uh, 3 million yen is not... If anyone doesn't know what uh, exchange rates like, that's the way that yen works compared to, like, pounds or dollars not the same, so he's not saved up 3 million pounds. God, no, it's some other... I don't know how much that is, but it's not what you think it is if you're thinking that way. Although his family was highly influential in Inzukachi, he expressed no desire to take over the business. Um, After he was arrested for his crimes, Tisomo would say that what he really craved was being listened to about his problems, but believed that his parents worried more about the material than the sentimental. Um... And that they would have not heard him, and he would not and uh, he would have been ignored in that same confession he said by uh, this period in his life he began to consider suicide. umtsumu felt uh, he only received support from his grandfather to whom he was close with and was rejected by his two younger sisters. His workaholic father was more interested in collecting political video clips and the latest cameras um yeah, his um his uh, Miyazaki's mother, Raiko, also worked, but uh tried to compensate by buying some gifts, such as um his Nissan Langley, which is his uh, car that he uses in the crimes. It's his sedan, which is uh eh, it's a typical looking car. If you know anything about Japan, they're like boxy kind of cars. So he's got a black Nissan Langley, but it's very common in Japan for cars to be very like boxy and box like. Um, he said that, um, if, as he quoted saying, if I tried to talk to my parents about my problems, they just brush me off. Um, uh, Miyazaki, um, confessed to the police that he, uh, even thought about suicide, he said, because, um, his parents didn't really care about his problems. Uh, his two younger sisters, Setsuko and Hairuko, merely found him repulsive, only his grandfather... Shokichi.
1: That's brutal. Your family
0: just Kichi, Shokichi, Shokichi, a widely regarded man who had served on the city council seemed to take a genuine interest in the boy. His two younger sisters don't like him and his granddad is the only one he feels like he can get some help from.
1: What was their words to describe him again? What, sorry? Did they say they found him repulsive or something?
0: Yeah, they merely found him repulsive.
1: Jesus, that's brutal. Like, I mean, later on in life, yeah, but, like, as a kid, fucking hell. Like, what did he do as a kid that makes him so repulsive? But then again, I guess everyone finds their siblings repulsive in a way.
0: I mean, you have siblings, I don't, so Uh, only you can speak.
1: I mean, yeah, to be fair, like, you do kind of... It depends on what relationship you've got with your siblings. Some people have a close relationship, um... But me and my brother couldn't stand each other when we were kids and now we get along great. So, yeah, no, if, if, I mean, if he would have spoke to me when I was like 12, 13, something like that. I would have gone, yeah, he's a dickhead and he's repulsive, can't stand him. So, actually, you know what, yeah.
0: From what I've seen from some people, though, they make on that they hate each other, but they really do love oh, each other.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, you, you just say it because it's like, no, I'm not going to let them know I, I I don't hate them. How dare they think that I actually can stand them?
0: Yeah. Well, his grandfather was the only one that he could, um, you know, look up to and get help from. However, in May 1988, his grandfather died, which served to deepen his depression and isolate him even further.
1: It's reminding me me of Dennis Nielsen.
0: Ah, yeah, but what he does, though, next is... It's
1: like, he's reminding me of Dennis Nielsen in terms of, like... Couldn't, he didn't get along with his family, and the only person he could, he did get along with was his granddad, and then his granddad died.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, no, 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 but what I'm waiting to say next, to what, uh, what he does, <laughs> isn't good. So, in an attempt to retain something from him, he ate part of his grandfather's ashes.
1: Ah, uh, what the... Ah... F- uh. Well, right, okay, right. I'm not, I'm not going to defend him at all. But do you know, have you ever seen... Right, so if I want to feel better about myself, I watch this TV show called um, My Strange Addiction because it makes me feel better about myself. And it does work. If anyone else feels sure about themselves, watch that show. you feel a billion times better. There was this woman who was eating her husband's ashes and she used to, like, dip it in things. So she used to get, like, bread with olive oil on it and, like, dip it in or, like, have it as if it's, like, sherbet or something. And she was like, oh, when I've eating all his ashes, I'm just going to kill myself.
0: Should, should we have give me? Oh, God, I maybe should have given warning for that. But if it's on My Strange Addiction, I promise people have already there's seen literally it before. A video
1: of the, of the, there's literally a video on YouTube of the woman eating her husband's ashes. Like, she's I got mean, the frick... She has a bag. She has a fucking sealed plastic bag of his ashes that she puts in her handbag so she can eat it on the go.
0: Yeah, I, see that, My Strange Addiction. I have seen some horrible ones. The, the bee sting... Oh, uh, um, the
1: woman who baths in pee.
0: Uh the coffee enemas.
1: Oh, uh, I actually know someone who does that though. Oh, uh, I'm not. I'm not actually. I'm not even joking. I actually do know someone who does. If if, if he's listening, hi. I'm not gonna say your name, but you know who you are because we all took the piss out sort of off you when we found out you were doing it. But um, uh. yeah. no, I know someone who's done that. And there's also. The woman who likes to suck on and um, smell dirty nappies. Right, we'll go yeah. back, back to the
0: case, back to the case. Yeah, I will say though, I there was the one, I will say, the guy eating the glass said he, he kind of admitted it was like a party trick thing and he just kept doing it and he doesn't actually really like it but just does it. Some of them took genuine interest in it, but the fact is that um, Soomu Miyazaki just ate, part of his grandfather's ass to retain something from him. Uh, you know, You know, over here, I, I don't know what you do in the eastern part of the world, Now I'm not starting to in the east, but in the west, where we live, if you want to retain a part of a family member, photos, photos are easy to do, or maybe like a necklace they wore, not eating their fucking ashes, what the fuck? Oh, well, actually, you might get to, to the extreme of Keith Richards snorting his granddad's ashes. Did you know about that?
1: No, but def- Keith, Richards,
0: Keith Richards from the Rolling Stones snorting his granddad's ashes.
1: Probably snorted a lot of other shit as well.
0: Yeah, well, so, so sometimes uh, celebrities in the West get quite extreme, biting off the heads off bats or snorting grand granddad's ashes. But regardless, he uh, does that, uh, which is horrible. And uh, a few weeks later, one of his sisters caught him watching her while she was taking a shower.
1: Dirty bastard.
0: What did he do? He burst in and smashed her head against the bathtub yeah, that's when she told him it. to leave.
1: So no, so at this point, please, for the love of God, someone goes, right, we need to go get this cunt some help. I'm going to say, no, no one thought about that. No. No one thought, yeah, no. Nah. I bet they blamed her as well. But bet they going to go, Err.
0: well... When his mother learned of the incident and demanded that he spent more time working and less time with his videotapes, he attacked her as well.
1: Get the fucking bastard out like fucking Jesus.
0: Now, I'm gonna go expand a bit more because I said he was into comic books. Now, this kind of plays a part later on, um, on like a reaction thing. You'll understand when I explain it, but when he was growing up, he was heavily into comic books. Manga, anime, and fantasy. Now, we should probably explain what this is because it's practically, or if not the biggest thing that Japan has going for it in more or less today's society for, like, culture Oh yeah. yeah. Um, for the West. That's going to be the biggest thing going for it. Japan has loads of big, uh, things going for it, but in terms of people who don't know and aren't part of the know of that sort of thing, basically anime... It's hand-drawn and computer-generated animation originating from Japan. Guarantee people who don't even watch anime know of an anime because it's so popular. I myself am a man who watches anime. I am in love with Yu-Gi-Oh! One of the best animes. Or in fact, in my mind, maybe the best anime. Not that I've watched loads. But um, Pokemon, it's probably the biggest anime that people know around the entire world. So he's into that yeah, sort of definitely. thing. It's it's big in Japan. It's ja- Japan's, like, culture, um, like, phenomenon icon that the West has just, like, developed. And if I've ever seen, said the term before, maybe there's the term weeaboo, which basically describes someone from the West who's heavily into that stuff. Um, But yeah, I, I don't know if you're into any of that. Are you, you, you into anime um, at all? No?
1: Briefly, I, was, I used to be really into Pokemon a bit. Um... Yeah, well, but that's kind of standard. Um, Other like, Pokemon's one of those. Pokemon and Yu Gi Oh are those two kinds of anime that I don't even class as anime, even though they are. That makes sense because I feel like everyone's, no, everyone, regardless of being actually into anime, has probably watched one of those two shows or played the games at least and collected the cards. Whereas i know people who are massively into anime and they will watch different varieties and different shows and that's their main focus on tv show like the rest of us might watch sitcoms and stuff like that different like drama series whatever on netflix but these people actually have like subscriptions to different animes also dragon ball z is another prime example dragon ball is mm-hmm. a very big one. Um, But I think the only
0: other anime that I can actually think that I ever got into was Tokyo Ghoul and that was it. Ah, yeah, because, I mean, in the Western world, like Primark, or Primark, I don't want to say it, they they sell anime tops on there. All good animes are being sold but Yu-Gi-Oh! Annoying. But, um, yeah, the cultures kind of just came over here and, like you said, it's true that you don't think of it as anime because it's just like a show that was like here on, on normal TV but compared to more or less the shows we watch. And I'm going to say when they came over here, English dub, that's one thing. Anime is obviously in Japanese, but the big thing with anime is for it to be taken over to the Western audience, you know, dubbed in English, which is uh, a big thing about anime is people either say you watch it in the dubbed English or you watch it in the Japanese original, which is more like the intended way. I guess in the same... um, for like here like any movie or like TV show that's made here in the UK or the US and then like in another country another voice actor's done it and it'll sound differently because it's not the original way yeah
1: I've noticed
0: but that. yeah it's it's just it's a it's a culture that's like boomed over here in the west I think everyone's come to love anime Um, there's loads of different anime out there that go on for a yonks and yonks tons of seasons but anime is that thing that It's so identifiable with the Western, uh, uh, sorry, so identifiable in the West now that uh, everyone knows it's like Japan's like big thing. And uh, it shows, uh, if you ever watch anime, you will see that there's a huge difference um, in art, the cartoons and stuff made here to what Japan's made. But he was big into that. And he was also big into manga, which is uh, comic and graphic novels, basically Japan's uh, comic and graphic novels. And a big thing about anime and manga, we will say, is the art style is huge on it as well. And how uh, scenes and stuff go about in drawings. But he's, he's very much into that, as anyone in Japan would be. It's kind of like, you know, the thing to get into. Like, over here uh, in the West, you know, if you're, like, a nerd, or you're someone growing up, you get into the, the bands that everyone is from your scene or the big bands and the stuff you like. Or if you're a nerd or you play video games, you play the popular video games that are, like, with the Western video games, although you play a lot of uh video games from Japan and the East as well. But he's just a typical, typical teenager getting into that stuff. Yeah. He um avoided women his own age, probably perhaps because he was physically m- immature. Um uh, a high school classmate remarked, His penis is no thicker than a pencil and no longer than a toothpick.
1: Oh, poor bastard.
0: I don't know why they said that's that yet. That's
1: practically yeah. a... That's... That's... Uh, the, oh, sorry. This... Uh, no, I'm not, mm, you know, he's a serial killer. Doesn't fucking matter. The guy's practically got a clip.
0: I mean, we're not... Uh, I mean, that's what high school classmates said, but I'm not going to stereotype... How's, how would they say, know?
1: How would they know?
0: I don't know. But I'm not going to stereotype and say that Asians have small penises. I know that's a huge stereotype, but we are... I, um, I'm not going to say that I believe that one. because That would be wrong with me.
1: No, it's just really funny when serial killers have tiny dicks.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, his sex drive was uh, stronger than average.
1: Fair.
0: At college, he took his uh, still and video cameras to the tennis courts to take crotch shots of female players. Ew. He also soon um, uh, tried um, adult porn magazines.
1: Yeah, No.
0: But, uh, as he said, uh, they black out the most important part. So, by 1984, he had turned to child porn.
1: Oh, no. That's not a normal step. That's not a progression. That's not a... No. It's like, okay, I can understand how a picture of, like, of just a picture alone might not get you off. I completely understand that. That's fair. (laughs) That's why a lot of people tend to watch it or read it That's the progression you go to you don't go you you go from Okay, pictures aren't doing anything for me. I'm gonna go watch Normal porn instead or I'm gonna read it like reading erotica. That's normal That is completely normal going from oh, yeah, this isn't getting me off. I'm gonna go watch child porn. No That's not normal. That's not a progression. That's good. No, that's not normal in the fucking slightest.
0: Yeah, I mean, I did warn in the beginning pornography, so you can't get at me if it went to the cheese pizza, which is cheese pizza is the term for uh, uh, CP that people used to get around that. But yeah, when he says they black out the most important part, that's because in Japan uh, or in Japanese porns and that sort of stuff, they do blur
1: yeah, I don't the more
0: know. The, the female areas <coughs> or that I sort know. of stuff. What do you mean? You know? How do you know?
1: You never been on bloody Pornhub, man?
0: Yes, I've seen that. I've seen Japanese porn. Exactly. Yeah, I, I know they. Uh, yeah, they they blur it. Um, I don't know why. I I've always I thought it's a weird thing that if they're willing to make the porns, God. and then they blur it out, but um. I don't go to the hentai. And if anyone yeah. doesn't know, that's Japan's, like, comic animated porn as all the tentacles and stuff, which I assume he probably was into that as well, if he was going into the deep delves of porn. Parler. But yeah, he goes to the very bad, bad one. Um, It says here that, obviously, he, he turned to child porn... Which shows everything, since obscenity laws ban the showing of public hair, not sex organs. I, the the site that I got that from, if it shows everything, that is fucked. But yeah, it it bans the showing of the pubic hairs, and obviously they they don't really shave that much. The Japanese people, um, so it's also that's why you can't. Really so see they the don't parts. fucking have any. Yes, that's that. I think that's what he was getting at there, which is uh, horrible. Ah, um, but yeah, he he's a fucked man. Uh, anyone who looks at that stuff is fucked. So yeah, this man's already beyond fucked, No. And I and you know, Japan Japan have some weird stuff going on there, but well, fucking hell, some of the, some of the stuff that people look at there is just whoa. No 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 no. So yeah, moving on from that, um, as a boy, he made no close friends and therefore gained no information about sex in the real world, said Oda, which I'm assuming was a friend of his maybe. Instead, he turned to videos, comments, and pornography for his thrills.
1: I'm not going to lie, he doesn't fucking help himself with them not making friends.
0: No, Oda also believes that Miyazaki thought himself important because of his small penis and deformed hands.
1: So, oh, yeah. I think he's clawed. At least he's not seeing it as like a massive negative.
0: No, but I think he's closeted himself and he just got into nerdy things and then he's just delved into this deeper rabbit hole and his parents weren't there to kind of just like stop him and he was just doing it and he just fell deep down that hole. You know, like early days when you were getting on the internet and you just went on a website you shouldn't have. But then you stop and you went, I shouldn't have gone on there. But, like, some people just fall down that trip hole and keep going and going and going. And it's like, you know, they don't stop themselves, so. Yeah. Um, Miyazaki never displayed much concern for life. He uh, later said casually, I've killed cats, threw one in the river, did another in with boiling water. He also throttled his own dog to death with a strand of wire. His absorption into a video world, Oda explains, removed his consciousness from reality. Everything became an item to him, including people. Little girls he killed were no more than characters from his comic book life. So as I said, he was highly uh, sexed. He uh, moved on to the cheese pizza, child pornography, and reportedly collected thousands of videos, as well as Japanese anime or live-action films based on cartoons. Apparently, he was influenced by horror films, especially the series of guinea pig films, which I will not watch, but I did some research on what they were, because I don't think you'll know what the guinea pig films are.
1: Um, I don't think so, now.
0: Uh, yeah, it's just one of those things I wanted to know about, but not see. Obviously, once I found out, I was like, whoa, no. Um, Yeah, and there's a speculation that the second one in the series became a model for one of his murders. So the Guinea Pig series of films is a Japanese exploitation, sorry, gore horror film series that consists of six films as well as two making of documentaries. Uh, Very gory may I add, and uh, they have gained controversy for the depictions of violence. An incident occurred in, uh, actually, in which Charlie Sheen is said to have watched the film and believed it depicted the actual killing and dismemberment of a real woman, prompting him to report it to authorities. So that's how I guess it got some more notoriety, that Charlie Sheen said he watched it. It's like, I think uh, it depicted, he believed it depicted an actual killing and dismemberment of a real woman, prompting him to report it to authorities. But anything that says that's like a gore, horror, or like it has gore in it, you know it's going to be bad. So, And the title alone is kind of suggestive as to what happens. But yeah, it's one of those series of films where it's made with the intent of it being extremely fucked up. And um, yeah, he uh, saw them. And apparently the second one, if anyone has watched it, uh, became a, uh, like a model for um, one of his murders. If they don't go and watch them, I wouldn't advise. So, now we get on to his murders because he becomes a horrible man. He's already down the dark rabbit hole of cheese pizza, watching gory horror films that are apparently depicting, you know, people getting killed and dismembered. He's an isolated person. No, no trust from his family and the only person he could look up to his grandfather has died and he's eaten a part of his ashes. Downhill from here.
1: Not surprised. surprise.
0: So, between August 1988 and June 1989, Tsomu mutilated and murdered four girls between the ages of four and seven and sexually molested their corpses. He also drank the blood of one victim. And ate a part of her hand. He ate parts of his third and fourth victims. That's so tough for me to even say that, but that's what happened. And we will explain um, each one of them. So, if, if, as I've already warned you, I warned you in the thing, and if you still got now and me saying that again is now you're thinking, "No, I don't want to continue." I can understand why. So, breathe. Here we go. These crimes, which prior to his apprehension, were named the li- were named the Little Girl Murders, and later the to- Tokyo slash Saitama serial kidnapping murders of little girls. It shocked the Saitama prefecture as it had few crimes against children. He selected the little girls to kill randomly. He quoted saying, I felt all alone, and whenever I saw a little girl playing on her own, It was almost like seeing myself. What? Yeah.
1: No. That that makes no sense.
0: On the 22nd of August, 1988, one day after Tsomu's 26th birthday, Mari Kono Kono, Kono, aged 14, vanished while playing at a friend's house. Shortly after 3pm, she had left her home in the Iruma Village apartment complex in Saitama. Wait, I just want to make sure. Uh, that, is that, Mm, hang on a minute. I, because I don't want to do any disservice to the victims. Marikono, yeah. Some, Marikono. I just want to make sure I'm saying her name right, because I don't want to debut her name at all. Sorry. Marikono. In Saitama. Yes. Shortly after 3pm, as I said, she had left her home in the Iruma Village Apartment Complex in, Sait- in Saitama. As she made her way through the complex, Tsusomu pulled up to her in his black Nissan Langley. It's quite key, he's always in that black Nissan Langley sedan. And he climbed out. She said to her, Wouldn't you like to go somewhere? It's cool. She nodded and took his hand and skipped to the car. He then drove the car down the National Highway, number 16, towards Hachioji. Hachio, Hachioji. Oh my, that's a hard word to say. Ooh, ooh. Oh, I said it right. Hachioji. Which apparently translates to Uncle 8. Hachioji in western Tokyo. Just before reaching Mushashino Bridge, he swung the car right onto a road leading towards Itsukai. Kaichi. Itsukaichi. An hour and a half after it had left Iruma village, the car came into a halt on a narrow dirt road in the woods near Shintama power station. Tsutsomu and Mari got out of the car and walked down a mountain path where the hiking trail towards Komine Komen, Komen, Komen Pass begins. After 20 to 30 minutes, the two sat down at a spot about 20 meters off the path. As Mari got tired, she began to sniffle. While Mary's face froze in surprise, he put his hands on her throat, thumbs on her lor- larynx, and choked her to death. When she went limp, he undressed her and fondled her corpse. Oh. <laughs> he dumped her body... In the hills near his home, departing with her clothes, then allowed the body to decompose before returning to remove her hands and feet, which he kept in his closet. Miyazaki burned Marie's remaining bones in his furnace, ground them into powder, and sent them to her family in a box along with several of her teeth, photos of her clothes, and a postcard which read, "Marie Bones." Cremated, investigate, prove. Mari's hands and feet were found in Miyazaki's closet after his arrest later on. He then laid her out as if in response. Oh, yeah. Another site said that um, after he killed her, he laid her out in as if in response, uh, bundled up her shorts, pants, shirt and shoes and walked unnoticed out of the forest and back into his car. So it, it took the clothes with her. Um, but I'm not sure if that site was saying that she was just left there and that he didn't come back but he does come back but yeah he takes her clothes and walks out unnoticed nobody sees this which is quite key so yeah it was around at 6.23pm after she failed to return uh, home her uh, architect father Shijio, Shijio struggling to quell his panic Called the police to report that his daughter was missing. About the same time as he made that phone call, Mary was being strangled to death fifty kilometers away. After her disappearance, police squad cars with loudspeakers patrolled the streets, warning parents to keep their children in sight at all times. Although it was officially target, uh, sorry, tagged as a missing persons case. The police started the investigation as a murder right from the beginning, said a journalist who followed the Miyazaki case. Eventually, the police spent 2,930 man days in this, uh, interviewing people around uh, Mari's home and sent 50,000 posters with Mari's picture to police, train, subway and bus stations across the nation. Nothing came of these efforts, Not even police dogs could pick up the girl's scent. Like, Japan ain't messing about.
1: Yeah, they really were not fucking up with us.
0: Like, this area is not known for, like, crimes against children. So as soon as that happened, like, well, you know, Japan is a... Well, obviously, 50k posters because Japan is a very populous... Populated nation compared to other countries. So there's a lot of people there going about. So for stuff to happen... And, you know, there's a ton of folk about. It's like, well, they have to, there's a million people they could be interviewing. It's like, what? So, but they don't mess about. They're like, oh, horrific crimes happen. Boom on this. And yeah, not even police dogs could pick up the girl's scent. But two boys said they uh, had seen Mari walking behind a man towards the nearby Iruna, Iruna, Iruna River and. the Ashahi, Chimbum, which is that, that that power that power station.
1: Oh yeah. Um,
0: they interviewed a 38-year-old housewife who had spotted Mari with a stranger. Apart from the age, the description she gave was accurate. Uh, late 30s, about 170 th- uh, 170 centimeters tall, face round and pudgy with curly hair, clothes white slacks and a white summer sweater. There was only one other potential clue. A few days after Mari disappeared, uh, uh, Mari's mother, Yuki Kono, received a postcard with a humiliating message after she had expressed hope in a news bulletin that her daughter was still alive. Um, It read, There are devils about. The police dismissed the note as an act of a crank, or like a prank, if you will.
1: Just weird. Like, it's
0: weird, so yeah, a prank, yeah. But the, the, you know, they've got some descriptions of people, so they kind of know what the guy kind of ish looks yeah. like, Yeah, that's and the description was quite accurate. It wasn't like they gave something which was which completely off. If you if you look at a photo of him and the description she gave, it's like, okay, that's a pretty, 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 pretty good, um, you know, description. So, yeah, obviously, they're interviewing for they're trying to get as much of his information as they can. Because, you know, they, they thought it was missing person, but like, no, I think this is a murder not even long after the case has even gone on or the, the search for her. But, um, yeah, the hunt for Mari Kono eventually dwindled after four weeks. Uh, in September, Sayama Hikari Gak- Gakuen, Gakuen kindergarten began its new term without her. Uh, since the police have received had received no demands for a kidnapper and found no body, her file categorized under missing persons lay dormant. But many parents in the area were taking no risks. Uh-uh. From the time Mari disappeared until uh, Miyazaki was caught, parents led their children to kindergarten every day. And um, one mother was recalled saying, "So like, anyone messing about, you know."
1: Yeah, they're not really, They're not fucking. The fact with
0: that us. she's got a mission, they're like, nah, nah. We're, you know, this this mother has said that practically all parents led their children to kindergarten every day.
1: It's good. Yeah, like parents, we're not doing like this. I feel like parents should be doing that anyway because I do see sometimes some parents being like, oh, it's only around the corner. Walk, walk yourself." It's like no, walk the kids to school.
0: Yeah, but we've covered some cases in the past where that happened and yeah, it didn't
1: didn't
0: go well. But yeah, six weeks after killing Mari, he would strike again. While he was driving through Hano, Satama Prefecture, Prefecture, I should say, sorry. On the afternoon of October 3rd, 1988, he spotted seven-year-old first grader. I'm going to say the name correctly. Masami Yoshizawa. Masami Yoshizawa. Masami Yoshizawa. She was walking along the roadside. He drove up to her, then coaxed her into his car. He drove her to the hills above Komain Pass, the scene of his first murder, and then strangled her to death. Tsomu then stripped her quickly, then proceeded to sexually abuse her corpse. He took her clothes with him, When her body shuddered involuntarily, Miyazaki, frightened, ran back to the car and drove off. He left her remains less than 100 metres from where the bones and the body of Mari Kono lay. After she was reported missing later that night, local search parties fanned out across the area. Soon, Masami's face stared down from hundreds of posters issued by the police, who subsequently spent over uh, 2,300 man days interviewing local residents. Again, no clues to the girls' whereabouts were found. Uh, Masami's home is only 13 kilometres away from Mari's. The police were suspicious enough to compare the two cases, but had neither leads nor bodies. Um... Masami Yoshizawa, too, was declared a missing person. Um, however, killing Masami had upset him. Know how? What? So
1: this one's upsetting?
0: This one? How was, how is was killing this one upset him? Uh, what? Fucking idiot. I, I don't get that. Well, he, you know... Uh, But yes, not long after that, he would strike again on December 12th. Um, Yeah, so that's that's not too long after the last one, and it's still the same year. Oh, man. And um, in this one, he abducted Erika Namba, aged four. As she was returning from her friend's house.
1: Fuck, age four.
0: Yes, aged four.
1: Fucking hell.
0: As she was returning from her friend's house, he forced her into his car and drove to a parking lot in Naguri. She was crying by the time he pulled into the parking area at the nature house in Naguri. Also, returning from her friend's house, aged four. Uh, I I didn't really say, but from that, she must have been on her own. Maybe uh, if she, there's no way if he forced her into the car and drove, she yeah, must have she been must on be, her own. She
1: must be on her own, which isn't good at all.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's a horrible thought. So he told Erica to undress in the back seat, then began to photograph her. The strobe flashing uh, in the dark from his camera. That's horrible. What the fuck? He told a four-year-old to undress and then began to photograph her. What the actual fuck?
1: Jesus Christ.
0: That's fucking... I can't believe I had to say that. That's fucked. I'm
1: I'm so glad this guy's dead.
0: Uh... As a car drove by, Erica began sobbing again, to which Tosomu grabbed her by the throat and straddled her, holding her kicking body down with his weight as he strangled her. By 7pm, she was dead. She was now his third victim. Third young child in a year. What the fuck? Four is his youngest. Four. Four. And his oldest, Seven. What the actual fuck man? This man's fucked. When's that? Oh, this man's horrible. Horrible. He carefully wrapped the body in a sheet and put it in the trunk. Then he disposed of her clothes in the woods behind the parking area and drove off. Although his driving wasn't great. As he turned a corner...
1: I'm not, shocked. I'm not shocked he's
0: a shit driver. Sorry for that, boss. Yeah, his driving wasn't great. As he turned a corner, one of the, the Langley, his car, uh, one of the Langley's front wheels slipped into the gutter. The car was stuck. So he switched on the hazard lights and disappeared into the dark woods with the sheet-wrapped body in his arms. He returned with the crumpled sheet to find two men standing by his car. Casually opening the trunk to put the sheet away, he explained his problem to the men, who then helped lift the car out of the the gutter that it was stuck in. Miyazaki got in, and without a word of thanks, sped away. I bet those two people are kicking themselves.
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: They literally helped him get away, and the fact is they didn't question what was going on, He's literally just took her body out of the trunk, come back and gone, oh shit, two people at my car because I put my hazards on. Let me just put that foil sheet that I had a body wrapped in 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 the back of my trunk. Oh, can you help me out? Oh, sure. And just drives her out that saying same thanks. I, I imagine he sped the fuck away like, like actually fucking tire burning because he knew that if, he'd, if they were suspicious, he'd be fucked. This time, the Kawagoi kawa Kawagui police immediately connected Erica's disappearance with that of Mari and Masami. And the Saitama prefectural office set up a special operations center to solve the three missing person cases. The next day, a worker at the Naguri Youth Nature House found some of Erica's clothes and hundreds of police began combing the area. Meanwhile... The PTA at Erica's kindergarten faced handbills around the apartment complex where the Namba family lived. Police found Erica's corpse the next day, her hands and feet bound with nylon cord. The murder scene was 50 kilometres from Erica's home, a journey of about an hour and 45 minutes. 500 riot police explored the woods for more clues but found nothing. The two men who had helped Miyazaki with his car on the night of the murder, came forward to identify it. They correctly recalled that the car had Hachioji plates, but misidentified the model as a Toyota Corolla 2, an error the police realized only after they had checked out more than 6,000 Corolla 2s. So they've got this specific number plate on the region, I I don't know much about Japanese number plates but by that maybe each region has like a identifiable part to it. Cuz in the UK, I know like in the US each state has its own number plate which you can identify it for what state it is. Maybe in Japan it has that for its provinces that you know which province you're in. But in the UK you just have a universal plate that everyone uses and the only way you know specifically where someone's from Kind of ish is if you saw on the number plate where the car was from like the, the the company place that it came from and then you know where that is and they got it from that area but all, all our number plates in the UK more or less look the same and then for EU you've got the blue strip which tells you the country but obviously in this case they've got the sort of area plates and the fact is that although they misidentified it as a Toyota Corolla 2 They still checked 6,000 plates of Corolla 2s so they could find out what car it was. Dedication there, right?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: This blunder deprived investigators of what could have been their strongest lead. If they had the right car, they could have the strongest lead of finding the car and then being like, oh crap, we found this car that matches what the one they said that um, they helped the man in. Find the owner of the car. It's him. All the girls that he killed were from the Saitama uh, Prefecture and all lived within 30 kilometres of each other. As soon as they found the body of the third girl, they began to treat it as a serial murder case, said a police journalist. Police found that families had something else in common. They had all been uh, they had all been bothered by strange phone calls. The phone would ring. When answered, the person on the other end would say nothing. If they didn't pick up, uh, pick it up. The phone would ring for up to 20 minutes. And less than a week after his daughter's murder, Shinichi Namba, like the Konos, Konos, received a postcard. It was f- uh, formed from kanji characters cut from magazines and newspapers then photocopied and enlarged to conceal their org- origin. It read, Erica, cold, cough, throat, rest, death. So he's kind of explaining the, he's, the way, like, with the last postcard, as you notice, is the person's name and kind of how he killed them. In this case, it's Erica, uh, made her go stone cold, she was coughing, choke throat, put her to rest, she's dead. But it's a weird cryptic sort of, cold chilling thing because they don't know who the killer is and they're just getting this one, two, three, four, five, six, six single word postcard. It's so chilling and eerie. The hunt for Mari and Masami led nowhere. No clue unearth that shed light on Erica's murderer. Hardly a day passed when television reports didn't cover the cases. After the discovery of Erica's body, the atmosphere of apprehension among Saitama's parents and teachers turned to alarm. An Ashi Shimbom, editorial at the end of 1988, called the mood of subdued panic uh, by saying, in quotes, In the end, it read, We must depend on the police. So see at our plea. Investigators, redouble your efforts. So people were like, man... Police need to be cracking down even... They're cracking down hard, but they need to redouble their efforts. This is like... People are panicking. Three really young girls are murdered. They're like, whoa, something's going on here. Do not... uh, Like, confusion, worried, all the emotions are going through, and they really want the police to crack down this before it gets even more out of hand. Must have been horrible for anyone who had a young girl at that time, or even any young child.
1: You wouldn't want them out of the house. <clears throat> you wouldn't want you wouldn't want them to leave your site.
0: No, it's horrible. You know, there. You know, cases happen all the time, and you know, someone could have been murdered. But then, you never you never think of it like, oh, I need to keep myself safe because it might happen in a town that's maybe near you, but not your town. But you know, here it's like it's affecting everyone, regardless of where they are in the area. They're like, no, 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 no. This guy could travel anywhere, even probably outside the Tokyo area, and Japan and other areas were still like, whoa, well, yeah,
1: exactly. murder's are
0: happening, so... And obviously, Japan's, like the UK, a landlocked nation. Ah, yeah. uh, sorry. No. Not a landlocked nation. A uh, island nation. Why did I say landlocked? That's stupid of me. An island nation that isn't landlocked. That's is what I meant to say. So... In terms of, you know, the killer's going to be on the island. They're not going to be travelling anywhere unless they travel by airplane. So they're going to be committing crimes on that place and they won't be travelling anywhere else. So it brings more worry. God, I can't believe it. I just said that it was a mistake. It was a brain toot. we an island nation, not a landlocked nation. An island nation. Ah. That's, that's the bummer. That's the blonde moment of the podcast. So Miyazaki would not kill again until the following summer but he was still busy. At about 6am on his way to work on February 6th, Shigi- Shijio Kono, Mari's father, found a box on his doorstep and called the police. Along with ashes, dirt, fragments of charred bones, and ten baby teeth, it also contained photos of a child's shorts, underwear and sandals, and a single sheet of copier paper with five words on it. Mari's bones cremated investigate prove." Miyazaki had returned to the death site as he had done several times and removed the remains. The ten small teeth found among the ashes were immediately turned over to the legal division of the Tokyo Dental University for examinations, where Dr. Kazoyu Suzuki, oh, I own a Suzuki. That's funny. Concluded that well, just funny. Shares the last name Suzuki with the car company. Con- concluded that probably, probably concluded. They probably did not belong to Mari. After a police press conference announced this finding, Suzuki changed his mind to the agony of the Kono family. His examination was mistaken, he said. The remains might be Mari's after all. Then a police forensic expert gave his verdict on their 220 grams of bone fragments. They were not only human, they were Mari Konos. Miyazaki Avidly following news reports, heard only the original verdict that the teeth were not Mari's and immediately sat down to write. On february eleventh, a three page letter arrived at the Kono home. The society desk of the Ashai Ashahi Shimbum Shinbun it's not Bum Shinbun also received a copy, along with a Polaroid type photo of Mari. The letter was entitled Crime Confession and signed Yuko Imada, Upon on, now I'll tell. She's being very, like, Riddler-esque, horrible, with the taunting. It began. I put the cardboard box with Mari's remains in it in the front of her home. I did everything, from the start of the Mari incident to the finish, I saw the police press conference where they said the remains were not Mary's. On camera, her mother said the report gave her new hope that Mary might still be alive. I knew that then I had to write this confession so Mary's mother would not continue to hope in vain. I say again, the remains are Mary's. The confession caused an uproar. The next day, the Satama police finally classified... Mari Kono case as a homicide and set up a special center to investigate her abduction and murder. Handwritten experts examined the confession note, but could not establish the author's sex. Over a half a million police leaflets quoting the confession were delivered to the houses in the area where the girls lived. The police did, however, correctly identify the snapshot of Mari as one taken with a Ma 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 Maya. 6x7 camera, likely those used by printers. Another clue that was perhaps inadequately followed up, they also rightly concluded the box was the double-walled, corrugated kind often used to ship camera lenses. The typeface on the postcard was determined to have come from a photo and copied on an individual copier. Police later refused to comment on whether or not they launched an investigation of printing shops in the area. They're going for clues in all sorts of areas. They ain't leaving any area out. They're going like, we have this, we can kind of follow up on that. They're but.
1: literally going in with this shit.
0: As they should. Exactly. And
1: as, Which is yeah. it's a thing, genuinely. This might be the first case where we're not slagging off the police.
0: I, I... You know, there's nothing the police have done that... I mean... As with any case, sometimes they won't immediately get stuff correct or they might not follow up and stuff too much or it's like the, the Toyota Corolla, they called up on hey, it's the wrong car. They, they didn't check on other cars. Well, that's not bad on their part because they got given the wrong um, sort of description of car. Um, they didn't comment on whether or not they launched an investigation of printing shops in the area. Maybe they didn't, you know, it's not like the biggest whoopsie.
1: Yeah, they're doing better than what we've had to do, than what we've read up on in the past, definitely.
0: Yes. They are. The, great. uh, the Konos waited three weeks before the police officially announced that the box contained the remainder of their daughter. The box contained almost an entire skeleton of a four or five year old girl and two of the teeth masked perfectly with the x-rays of her dental work. On March 11th, 1989, over seven months after she was declared missing, Mari was laid to rest. Her hands and feet didn't seem to be with the remains, said Shijio Kono at the funeral. When she gets to heaven, she won't be able to walk or eat. Please return the rest of her remains. Oh Aw, that's, that's, that's very sad. Yeah. Um... In the way he's worded that, she when she gets to heaven, she won't be able to walk or eat. Yeah, that's really
1: fucking sad. Especially to say that, like, as... A- Family at, there as well.
0: Yeah, and at the funeral, yeah, for for the father to say that at the funeral, when she gets to heaven, she won't be able to walk or eat. Uh, that's extremely sad for the father to say something like that. Uh, the Konos returned home from the funeral to find another letter from Yuko Imada, you know, his alias pun thing he was going for. This one labelled simply Confessions. Chron- uh, uh, chronicle, chronicle the changes Miyazaki get observed in Mari's dead body. Before I knew it, the child's corpse had gone rigid. I wanted to cross her hands over her breast, but they wouldn't bu- budge. Pretty soon, the body got red spots all over it. Big red spots. Like the Hinomaru Mar- flag.
1: Also, which. so one it, thing to point out, like the arms were crossed over her breast the, she doesn't have any She's a
0: child. She doesn't have any Yeah. Uh, the Hinomaru Meiru Um if people who don't know, that is well is basically a Japanese flag.
1: Hmm.
0: Um The one where it is all the lines coming from the the spot in the middle
1: oh yeah yeah
0: that one obviously the japanese flag is the white with the the uh the red dot on it but uh it's that one or maybe it just does mean the normal flag as well but that's the first one that comes up so oh uh yeah big red spots like the hinomaru flag or like you've covered her whole body with red seals. after a while the body is covered with stretch marks it was so rigid before, but now it felt like it's full of water. And it smells. How it smells. Like nothing you've ever smelled in this whole wide world. Of course not, because nobody's smelling dead bodies. Eww. Exactly, no one's, no it one's fucking smelling
1: dead bodies, you fucking freak.
0: The fact that say, oh, it okay, smells cunt, and smells.
1: cunt, 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 cunt,
0: cunt. cunt. In, in spite of hints offered by... Yuko Emada, him. The police were unable to pick up Miyazaki's trail. Some observers have interpreted the letters as Miyazaki's gloating at the society that he felt had shunned him. Professor Akira Ishii disagrees. None of it had any social meaning for him. It was just like playing a video game, you know? Plus, one point for causing a sensation. He wasn't trying to gain society's recognition. He had society in his mind, of which he was the nucleus. By the summer of 1989, Miyazaki was growing restless. He skipped work more often to spend hours sitting cross-legged in his room, editing his precious videotapes. On the first day of June, he saw girls playing near the Akishima Elementary School and coaxed one of them to take her panties off. As he began,
1: uh, as he
0: began to... Yeah, that's fucked. I'm just trying to skip past them bits quickly because it's horrible. As he began to photograph her, some neighbors spotted him and chased him off. Despite this close call, Miyazaki butchered his fourth victim five days later. Imagine fucking seeing that shit though.
1: I know. What the fuck?
0: Fucking I- hell.
1: Jesus Christ. This guy.
0: Oh, my. On June 6th, he left his bungalow for the tennis court at Ariaki near Tokyo Bay. But the courts were closed. You know why he was going to the courts, remember? He was taking people, uh, uh, taking photos of people up the skirties, I believe.
1: Yep. And
0: probably other, other things. Dirty bugger. In a nearby park, he found five-year-old Ayako Nomoto. Playing alone. Casually removing the lens cap from his camera, Miyazaki approached Nomoto and asked her to pose for pictures. He then took several shots until Ayako Nomoto got used to them. Let's take some shots inside the car, he coaxed, leading her to his Langley. Again, that, that black Langley, the infamous black Langley. Miyazaki parked some 800 metres away as Ayako bounced in the back seat. As he handed her a stick of gum, the young girl commented on his deformed hands. Enraged, Miyazaki pulled on a pair of vinyl gloves. He then said, Here's what happens to kids who say things like that. Oh, God. He growled, seizing her by the throat.
1: Growled? What the fuck? Ugh...
0: She kicked and kicked, but when limp in four or five minutes, he later confessed. To make sure she was dead, he taped her mouth and tied her hands with vinyl rope, then wrapped the body in a sheet and put it in the trunk of the car. Like the last one. But yeah, this man growled. Uh, just the. It must have been so fearful when he turned around and he was like, here's what happens to kids who say things like that. Like, because young kids don't know... Well, not saying what to say, you well, know? Yeah,
1: exactly. They like,
0: ask questions.
1: Kids see things that they've not ever seen before and they'll talk, they'll ask about it or they'll say something. It's because they don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I had it once before when I was in town and I have emo here, so I had my fringe over my eye and then I was walking by and I heard a little girl go to her dad, hey, that man only has one eye. <laughs> and I like walked away and I was like, because my emo fringe is over my eye, she thought I only had one eye, but like, she didn't know any better, and I didn't go around and say anything. And he, I think the father went, "Oh, okay, yeah, yeah." Well, maybe the father explained, but like she just didn't know any better. You know, the kids—you don't have a filter. You're learning. You know, you don't—you don't just come out the vagina, the fanny, and just know everything. Well,
1: yeah. Like, like I remember when my—I remember when I was a kid and my brother. Saw a guy with one with one arm for the first time. My brother was definitely one of the kids that didn't have a filter, and he just very loudly went, "Why is that man got one arm?" And then there was another time where we were walking around Astor, and this guy here, this very this this larger gentleman, was doing his food shop. My brother just started to shout, "Why is that man so fat? Why is he so yeah. fat?" And I was like, "But we we're like Ben, shut up!"
0: You can't, can't just be- say
1: kids say shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. They just, they just. You just kind of just tell them and be like, no, no, no. You can't say that, you know. No right from wrong and stuff to say.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So yes, this time he took the body home, stopping at a video shop in Koni Koniji to rent a camera. The house was dark when he parked next to the two-room bungalow. He waited two hours, then carried the tiny corpse inside. Where he stripped off the clothes and wiped it with a towel. He laid it on the low kotatsu court, court, table, spread the legs and taped the vagina apart. Mm. He then took photographs and videos while he masturbated.
1: Oh, of course.
0: Afterwards, he bound up the hands and feet again with nylon cord and covered the body with three sheets. Oh dear. Jesus Christ. Mm, that was tough, that was tough. That was even t- that was tough to say. This man's whacked one off. Fucking hell, okay. Ah. Two days later, the odor of the decomposing corpse became unbearable. Although he was right in believing the police were nowhere near identifying him as the little girl murderer, Miyazaki knew he had to dispose of the body. With a knife and a saw, he hacked off the head, hands and feet to hamper identification. He then hid the torso near the public toilet at Hano uh, Miyazawako Cemetery at midnight. Four days after the murder, he roasted Ayako's hands in his backyard ate some of her flesh, and tossed what remained including the skull into the woods of Mitakiyama, a 230-meter hill in front of his house. So he's cannibalist now. I also did say he may be parts of other victims, but this is the one where we know he ate, the vi- he yeah, ate parts I of the victim.
1: Yeah, we actually know 100% with this
0: one. Yeah, but the, as well as, like, he's he's kept the body and then realized, oh, shit, the stink. And then just was unbearable. Like... We've covered serial killers beforehand where they keep them for longer and they just get used to the smell. But this guy's got that human in him where it's like a decomposed body he's fucking horrible. I oh, will get rid of it. I don't like that smell. Obviously, it's not human for killing someone, but he's uh, he's not turned to the degree of other serial killers of just like keeping the body for longer and longer, just dealing with the smell so it gets even worse. Yeah. But yeah, he's cut off the head, the hands, and the feet to to, to you know tamper with identifying the body. And then, obviously, he's roasted hands in his backyard and ate some of her flesh and tossed what remained, including the skull, into the woods. I don't know what prompted him to do the cannibalism. Maybe he had seen it in some of the gore.
1: Maybe. May- God,
0: Maybe it was in the, the, the gore, the uh, guinea pig series of films. I don't know. But he might have seen something that just tempted him. It's always tough to see what leads someone to some of the cannibalism. Um, but, yeah, he's he's done that. Done the worst cannibalism Ugh. Realising the risk of having the remains so near his home, he retrieved and hid them two weeks later in a bag in the storeroom behind his bedroom. Later, he scattered the bones in the woods then burned the hair of the clothes on the blood-stained plastic bags and sheets. Five days later, after police had distributed 10,000 handbills with Ayako, Ayako's description and picture the little girl's mutilated torso was discovered at the cemetery. Despite... Miyazaki's butchery The remains were quickly identified, the blood type and chest size matched those of Ayako Nomoto, reportedly missing by her mother at 8.40pm on June 6th. The stomach contents matched Ayoko's last meal. In the end, Miyazaki's gruesome career was cut short by a citizen, despite the massive police forces pitted against him. So now we're going to talk about him being caught and arrested. On Sunday, July 23rd, 1989, two sisters were playing near a public washstand in Hachioji when a young man stopped his car and got out. You stay here, he told the elder nine-year-old. And I mean, nine-year-old, if this person had died, would have been his oldest victim. Yeah. Which is fucked cajoling the younger child towards a nearby river. But the older sister ran home from her... Sorry, I hit my uh, pop shield. But the older sister ran home from her father, who sprinted back to find his daughter naked with a young man forcing a camera between her legs. He grabbed him and knocked him down. The man twisted away and ran to the swampy edge of the river to escape. Then, incredibly, he returned to his car with the Hachioji police, who had already been called apprehended Totsomu Miyazaki on the charge of forcing a minor to commit indecent acts. The police clearly believed they had found their serial killer. So they were like right we've got this guy he's the one no messing about. One Sayatama housewife remembers how house-to-house police questioning in her apartment complex ended abruptly on the day the news broke, though nothing was officially revealed of the suspect's involvement in other crimes. Even then, television reports were saying he was a serial killer, she recalled. The news media were so convinced that Miyazaki was the man, they beat the police to the Miyazaki, uh, Miyazaki home, where they filmed at Soma's room. Seven days later, Miyazaki confessed to murdering Ayako Ko Nomoto, whose skull was found the next day in the hills of Okutama. The other confessions followed swiftly. First, the murder of Erika Namba, then Mari Kono, of whom video clips were discovered amongst the 6,000 tapes in Miyazaki's lair, by mid-September, after a preliminary psychological test by NPA psychiatrists concluded that Miyazaki showed... No immediately, appreant, no immediately apparent disorders. He confessed the fourth of the little girl murders. On September 6th, Masami Yoshizawa remains were found in the forest near Komine Pass, Itsukachi. The half-chewed bones of Mari Kono's hands and feet were discovered nearby a week later. So yeah, half-chewed bones. Kind of leads on that he might have... Uh, kind on Mari as well. Because he was sending the teeth and stuff, that sort of thing. So, her father's plea for the return of her daughter's hands and feet had finally been answered. So he's caught. And oh, oh. this is how Japan doesn't mess around. They catch him and they're like, this is the killer. He is the one. It's not, Well, oh, this person will be on trial for potential. No, they're like, this is the guy. We found a guy. This is the one. But he has a trial. So we're going to talk about that. Miyazaki's trial began on 30th of March, 1990. Often take uh, talking nonsensically, he blamed his actions on, as what I mentioned earlier, a nickname for him, Ratman, an alter ego who he claimed forced him to kill. He spent time during the trial drawing Ratman in cartoon form. That's why he got the name Ratman. It was the little girl murders. The nickname Ratman was what he called himself, like an alter ego. And he's drawn him in cartoon form during the trial. Miyazaki's father refused to hire a lawyer for his son, saying it wouldn't be fair to the victims, he said. The public defender's office looked long and hard before finding two lawyers, Junji Suzuki and Keiji Iwakura, who were willing to take the case. Suzuki agreed because of his um, his opposition to the death penalty. I mean, that's tougher than himself. For someone to... And uh, Yeah, he took on it because he was opposed to the death penalty, but still, he's he's, he's taken on the case on the side of a fucked man, a severely fucked man. The seven-year trial focused on Miyazaki's mental state at the time of the murders. Under Japanese law, People of unsound minds are not subject to punishment, and people having cognitive disability are entitled to reduce sentences. Three teams of court appointed expert psychiatrists came to different conclusions about Miyazaki's ability to tell right from wrong. The defense team case revolves around the claim that Miyazaki has only limited sense of responsibility for his crimes that he is unable to choose between right and wrong. We want to build enough of a case for the judge to send it to Miyazaki to life in prison, says Suzuki. The court's first action was to assign a team of six psychology professors from Keio University to examine Miyazaki. Last year, they filed their report. Miyazaki was fully capable of taking responsibility for his actions. Attorney Suzuki disagrees. The more we see of him, the more we think he lives in a different world, said Suzuki. We felt the report did not establish Miyazaki's mental capabilities beyond reasonable doubt, so we asked for a second evaluation. Fortunately, the judge agreed. Late last year, a team of three Tokyo University professors began an evaluation of Miyazaki. That is due uh, this autumn, I guess, of that year or at the time of when this, this thing was noted down. It is very unusual for a team to evaluate a defendant, Suzuki added. Usually a single psychologist is used. This will be the defense team's last appeal. The prosecution can appeal for another evaluation if it disagrees with the upcoming report. The defense cannot. There are three possible outcomes to the psychological evaluation. If the second report agrees that Miyazaki is mentally incompetent, he will be sent to a mental institute where if precedent is followed, he will be released in 12 or 13 years. However, public prosecutors, who have over 750 items of physical evidence, have no intention of letting Miyazaki loose. Ah, I don't think anyone would want this fucking cunt loose. They will surely petition the court for a third testing and a fourth, until in theory, Miyazaki is as dead as his victims. The second possibility, the result Suzuki seeks, is that Miyazaki will be judged to have a limited sense of responsibility for his crimes. He may not have an incapacitating personality disorder such as paranoia or schizophrenia, but I think he may be borderline," says Suzuki. We hope the psychological team agrees. This result thinks this result thinks this result will earn Miyazaki a life sentence without parole. Professor Ishii expects the same psychological outcome, but believes Miyazaki's life sentence will, in fact, last about 12 to 15 years. It's impossible to say whether he will still be dangerous by then, says Ishii. However, keeping him in prison for the rest of his life raises other questions of human rights.
1: Now it means that he doesn't do shite again, Keep him, like him that shouldn't even be a question.
0: The third possible outcome is that Miyazaki is deemed mentally competent enough to take full responsibility for his crimes. In this case, the judge would have no choice but to condemn him to death. Although Suzuki cannot appeal the psychological evaluation, he can and would appeal a death sentence. Nobody involved in the case doubts that Tosoma Miyazaki is a very, very disturbed young man. Dr. Oda lists a grab bag of obsessions, paedophilia, necrophilia, sadism, fetishism, and cannibalism. Ishii believes Miyazaki was a paedophile first, a murderer second. Killing was an extension of his interest in little girls, a way of possessing them, he said.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't see how Miyazaki could have could be judged responsible for his actions, said Shunshu, Shunzuki Serizawa. He shows no sign of being aware of being able to uh, he's sorry, he shows no signs of being aware of being aware of the gravity of his crimes. He was very inadequate, which is why a second testing was ordered. But although he strongly believes that Miyazaki should not be held criminally responsible for his deeds Sarazawa stresses that it still would not do to let him loosen society. Ah, uh, it still would not do any good to let him loosen society. Miyazaki's lawyer echoes the sentiment The defense team will do its best to see that he gets life, Suzuki said. The Tokyo District Court judged Miyazaki aware of the magnitude and consequences of his crimes, and therefore accountable. He was sentenced to death on April 14th, 1997. His death sentence was upheld by both the Tokyo High Court on June 28th, 2001, and the Supreme Court of Justice on January 17th, 2006. Miyazaki described his serial murders as an act of benevolence. Child killer Kioru Kobayashi described himself as the next to So Miyazaki Omamoru Takuma, who is another serial killer um, in Japan who kills younger people, who we might cover at some point, to which oh, this, this this child killer, um, Kaoru Kobayashi, saying that he is the next Tosomo Miyazaki, or this other person, Mamoru Takomu, uh, Miyazaki stated uh, by saying, I won't allow him to call himself the second Tosomo Miyazaki when he hasn't even undergone a psychiatric examination. Ministry of Justice Kunoi Hatoyama signed Miyazaki's death warrant on June 17, 2008, and he was hanged at the Tokyo detention house the same day. Rai Ryuzo Saki said his trial was long and that he was not willing to criticize Hatoyama. um oh yeah this was uh this 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 quote uh, this was like someone that Suzuki said um about his time in um in prisons it was at one point he quotes saying next month Somu Miyazaki will celebrate his 31st birthday in prison he's perfectly happy says Suzuki he's allowed to read comic books all day and they near a decision as they near a decision the Tokyo University psychologists observe their subject every day Yet Suzuki claimed Miyazaki barely registers the fact that people are staring at him. He hates that, said Suzuki. He's very self-conscious. So Suzuki was saying that he was in prison for a decent amount of time, and he had a perfectly, he was perfectly happy. He got to read comic books all day. I'm not sure what Japanese prisons are like, but um, you know, he said that he was, you know, he was in prison for a long time, but he, he was happy with it. He wasn't, like, dreading being in prison. He just got by. I
1: mean, that's all you can do, really.
0: Yeah, and um, all that remains of the Itsukachi house and printing plant complex is an open lot and the small two-room annex where Miyazaki uh, slept among his uh, massive stacks of gruesome videotapes. Miyazaki's parents, who visited once a week to replenish supply of comics, shut down the Akikawa Shimbun and went into hiding soon after their son's confessions were made public. In a 1989 interview with a Tokyo Shimbun, Kats- Katsumi, oh, that's the, the type of thing, Miyama, Miyazaki regretted that. Uh, I didn't pay more attention to the feelings of my son after his arrest. Miyazaki had written a furious letter to his father, blaming him for everything. To his mother, however, Miyazaki was more. Consolatory. Consolatory, He said, Mother, I've caused you much heartache. Don't forget to change the oil in my car, or it will get so. or it will get so you can't drive it. There's some bad English there. Miyazaki was judged to have multiple uh, personalities at the least, and schizophrenia at the worst by the Togo University psychologists. His father later committed suicide. And my final thing I need to explain is the panic over otaku. So, as we mentioned earlier, this is a little side note which came from this, which is say anime kind of played a part. I know that he liked it, but it plays a part because the Japanese media dubbed Miyazaki as the otaku murderer in reference to otaku, if I'm saying that right. Um, Because basically, otaku is basically a young person who's uh, obsessed with uh, computers or particular aspects of popular culture. It's, um, it's just that it's a word for a nerd geek.
1: Hmm.
0: Because he's, uh, He's a nerdy, geeky type of guy. And obviously he liked... Well, I I it's probably a... Otaku. 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 Yeah, probably saying that right. Basically, anime is like a normal thing for people in, like, Japan to consume. But at the same time, he probably was deemed as a nerd for the comic books and everything still. But over here, if you do like anime and stuff, you would be perceived as a nerd. But yeah, he was dubbed the Otaku murderer in reference to... him. his interest in that. His killings caused a moral panic against otaku, with speculating that anime and horror films had made him a murderer. Various uh, newspapers uh, claim that Miyazaki retreated into a fantasy world of manga as a result of his neglected upbringing. Uh, Kyogo ok- Okonoji, a psychologist at Tokyo International University, told the Shukan Post that the danger of a whole generation of youth who do not even experience the most primary two- or three-way relationship between themselves and their mother and father, and who cannot make the transition from a fantasy world of video and manga to reality, is now extreme. These reports were disputed in Aiji Otsuka's book on Miyazaki's crimes. He argued that Miyazaki's collection of pornography was probably added or amended by a photographer in order to highlight his perversity. Another critic, Fumiya Ichihashi, Ichihashi, Ichihashi sorry, suspected the uh, the released information played up to public stereotypes and fears about otaku. As the police knew they would help cement a conviction, Sharon Kinsella asses, asserts that large-class manga videos were typical in the rooms of youth living in Tokyo at the time. But yeah, there was widespread thingy, was, you know, concern of like, hang on, him being a nerd geek liking this anime and the manga and stuff? Maybe that's the reason he went to kill people, because, you know, maybe there was ones where there was children depicted in that, and he really liked that anime, and there was younger people in that anime, and that dealt, and maybe spiraled him, but it's not. Don't blame that. No, like po- Like, Like, Pokemon, you can't watch that and think, I'm going to be a murderer of a Pokemon. Hang on.
1: No, definitely not. You can't blame TV shows and stuff like that for shit that people
0: do. And it's so weird because it's such a big thing in Japan, that culture. Yeah. uh, Phenomenon. That's so big. I don't know why they would blame him being a nerd or a geek. I mean, you know, over here in the West, loads of people might just assume or might stereotype uh, people from Japan or other people being quite nerdy because they're quite uh, smart people. But, you know, liking that stuff doesn't make you any wrong. But yeah, there was... Japanese media has controversy over that. There's been controversy over maybe that type of stuff in maybe some of the episodes that have come out on animes and stuff. But the fact is, at that time, they were like, oh, maybe we shouldn't be showing this to folk because they might take stuff from that and become horrific crime uh, people and commit murders of young people. So there was a debate on that, which I thought, um, which is why I gained that other nickname, the the Otaku murderer. But uh, yeah, he's the little girl murderers. And the little girl murderer who did the little girl murders. Oh, I see. He called himself the rat man.
1: AKA. And that
0: is Chitsomu Miyazaki. Chitsomu Miyazaki.
1: AKA, a massive cunt.
0: Um, yeah. This was a tough one. I got a lot of information on this one for stuff. Um, absolutely horrific. But when I saw this one, it, um,. Um I've got a tough shell, so I thought I can cover this. I saw it and I thought, wow, a man who liked nerdy stuff, he was like a nerd as a child, went and did this kind of like horrific stuff. Because I'm a nerd. I thought, God, I couldn't imagine anyone I know doing that. And the fact is it was young girls that were so young, I was so shocked. And I was like, Holy fuck, there's no way. But yeah. That was the case of maybe one of Japanese most infamous serial killers. I mean, yeah. Probably. I don't know what he, he's perceived in Japanese media now, but. He is one. He's one. Queer looking guy. If you look at the photos. He's what? He's um, one.
1: He's, wait, whoa, whoa, he's one what?
0: Very queer looking fellow. I just say
1: weird. I not say queer.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry. Yes. Um, I meant that in like the weird-looking way, not the other way.
1: Still. <laughs> right, yeah, he, he's, he's, a, he's a dick. He's a dick, and he's a fucking fuckhead of a lot. I
0: apologize if that went in any other way. Sorry.
1: <laughs> he's a he's a fuckhead of a person. But, yeah, guys, thank you for listening to this episode. I'm sorry it's uh, gotten gone to you a bit later than normal, but um, we would not have been able to sit here doing this if uh, <laughs> if we did it with no. real.
0: So. Yeah, we, we were ill, but um, if anyone has been affected by this, um, uh, it was a tough case to do. I did give warning in the start, but you know, cases like this I think need to be talked about because true stuff like this happens in other countries, like we've covered some previous ones you did in other places where it's uh, young people getting murdered and it's very tough. Um, there's some really fucked people out there and it's not just Like, oh, fucked. The most fucked people are in America or the UK. You know, this is happening all across the globe. And he is, without a doubt, one of the most fucked people we've ever covered. And uh, yeah, yeah, it doesn't do justice for Japan, but he is the second Japanese serial killer we have uh, Uh, covered.
1: To be fair, Isaiah Sakawa is not a serial killer, he's
0: just a cannibal. Oh. Ah uh, yes, yeah, sorry. He only
1: murdered on one person, but still horrific either way.
0: Sorry, I just use this term "serial killer." I keep again, I just keep saying that, but "killer," we should say. Yeah. Um. But yeah, but guys. Yeah.
1: Thank you for listening. We will see you technically this week. <laughs> um. We'll see you in a in a few days. We'll see you. We'll see you on Friday or whenever you listen yes. to this, because I can't tell you what to do. So. Um, yeah But yeah, see you guys then. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If not, we completely understand because it was horrific. But then again, you're all weirdos like us, so you probably did. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.
0: Bye.